This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. XAmeliaX.com is an international luxury lifestyle blog and YouTube channel with the latest beauty trends, wearable fashion, delicious recipes, and stunning travel articles. Shortlisted for the Cosmopolitan Blog Awards and shortlisted for the Best Blogger in the Bloggers Lounge Awards, Amelia, the owner of XAmeliaX, has joined the Good Things Guy jackpot to chat about her recent trip to South Africa, which I organized, and she'll also give us some insights to what she thinks about the place we call home. Amelia, thank you for joining me today on the Good Things Guy Jackpot. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Was that a good intro? Very good. I feel like um, you've actually made the show way more... um, Cool. Cool would be the first word. (laughs) But uh, classy with that accent. There you go. Oh, you love my accent. I do love your accent. Uh, To give us a little bit of context and our listeners, obviously, what is X Amelia X? So X Media X is my blog slash website slash brand. Um, and we talk about everything, everything from fashion to beauty to travel to food, anything that I'm really interested in, I guess, uh, with a nice little splash of motivation. How did you get into that? Oh, goodness. Now you're making me sound old. It was 10 years ago <laughs> after uni and blogs didn't really even exist back then. And somebody said, have you heard of these things? It's like an online diary. And I thought that sounds fun. And I gave it a go. And 10 years later, it's my job. It's your job. Um, it also, so you started off blogging, but the vlogging also became a big part of that where you have a YouTube channel, you have your, your Instagram following and your Insta stories that you put up. How did that happen? Again, it was, I'd been blogging for about four years and I thought this is really fun and I was watching a lot of people on YouTube and I thought I can do that um so I decided to start doing it and I started making beauty tutorials hair tutorials that kind of thing and then over the years it just kind of went into weekly vlogging and showing people my life and people I mean people follow you religiously I I've met you and we'll get into that in a second but I've seen through your following how people are interested in what you're doing and they want to know where you are and what's going on with your life and why did you sleep so late today and like they really have an interest into your daily life yeah it's quite surreal it's um it's odd but I also really enjoy it and I wouldn't do it if I didn't say have you ever had anything very personal happen that you've that you've put up online my life in general, Brent. Uh, it's a train wreck. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I literally <laughs> share everything from the good days to the bad days to the terrible days to the great days. Um, and yeah, I guess people have been following my life for about two years now in the weekly vlogs. And a lot has happened. Um, there's been some drama. But no, we just keep it real. We just post everything because I think it helps people to know that there's someone else out there who is going through a tough time. Um, it makes them feel less alone, I think. I think that's the biggest thing in, in yeah. this world. Even with social media and being so connected, we can feel quite lonely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and by, I mean, the other side of that is even though people are viewing your, your vlogs and, and reading your articles, they're engaging with you. And one of the things that you do really well is engage back. Yeah. 
you comment, um, you reply, you're there, and you're you're. It's it's a two way conversation. It's not just you yeah. projecting what you. It's put important. Up. I think it's important because um, we are like one little in- internet and Instagram family, I guess. And you have to talk back, and I like to talk back, and it's good to have that conversation because you really do get great feedback as well, just from a brand perspective. All right, so we've uh, given some context as to what you do and and why you do it. At the beginning of the year, I got invited on a press trip to India, and um, and I'd arrived, and I oh there we go in, into India. I arrived, and and I'd seen some of my friends who had been on other press trips with me, and we were sitting at the hotel, and one of she she's my German wife, Annika. <laughs> Oh, Annika, we love her. Annika. She, she's got a blog called Midnight Blue Elephant, and she travels around the world as well, writing about all these lovely luxury places that she goes to. And, um, and her and I were sitting having, I think, a beer at the, the restaurant in this hotel. And she was very excited that you were there. Because obviously you guys had been on other trips together. Yeah. And she introduced me to you. You crazy you. Yeah. And we went on this amazing trip around <laughs> India together. Yeah. It's amazing when you think back on it, isn't it? Like, that's how we met. We're just casually dropping that into conversation. Oh, yes. We met in India on this luxury train. <laughs> on a luxury train. You you and I and a couple of other <laughs> bloggers from, from around the world got to experience uh, the Maharaja Express. Oh, my goodness. Where we were in our own cabins and this train was a kilometer long. Mm. In the center of the train was the heart of the train, which was the kitchen. And then on either side of the kitchen was I a restaurant. I thought you were going to say the bar. That was the heart of the chain. But that, that was next to the heart because it <laughs> yeah. was the kitchen, the restaurants, and the bar. Yeah. And that was where we lived for the full 10 days that we were there. We were yeah. always the, – the bar that we were in was called – The safari bar. The safari bar. <gasps> it's fate. And I met you and, and we chatted about South Africa a lot. I am passionately in love with South Africa. South I Afri- have noticed. South Africa for me – I was born in Africa, and Africa is in me. And um, and we had many late-night conversations about South Africa. You've mm-hmm. obviously traveled the world. Um, you've seen many things. But you'd never, ever, ever been to Africa. Never. Never? Never. And we chatted about it, and you, you, you sort of said you were keen to come. And I think that was the cherry on, the, the t- cherry on top of the decision. Yeah, for sure. To come over. I've always wanted to come over. Um, I think there is a big sort of uh, stereotype in the UK especially that South Africa is not a safe place to travel Um, and I guess that sort of seeped into my brain somewhere and sort of held me back for so long but I just made that decision and you were so passionate about it and meeting other uh, travel bloggers from South Africa they were really passionate about their country and I just thought right we need to make this happen. Okay so you did Um, even though the reports say that it's not safe. What do they say? What What is the sort of idea that is painted about South Africa in the international space? I guess we do get all the stories of the hijacking, the carjacking and stuff, and that comes over. And I think people are just afraid to, not necessarily to travel here, but just to get around the cities, probably. And there's a lot of travel companies that kind of ferry us over, pop you on a coach, take you to the game reserve, do your safari, come straight back home. Whereas a lot of people, I think, probably wouldn't come and explore Johannesburg, for example, um, on their own. I think that's the thing. So leading up to you getting into South Africa, were you quite scared or nervous? What did you think? I, I wasn't because it was you. And I knew that I was coming to meet you and I was just really, really excited. Um, but there, there is definitely, and when you're talking to people about it, saying that you're going there, a lot of people go, oh, South Africa. I'm like, yes, <laughs> South Africa. Um, and there is that kind of stereotype, but happy to say 
It's been great. It's been great. You've been here for almost two weeks. Uh-huh. What? What? And I, this is the thing. So if you've been following us on Instagram um, or on any of the social media posts that we've been putting up, mm. my idea was just to show you a little bit of what I love about South Africa. Yeah. And I sort of listed a couple of places that I thought um, would be nice to go to or to see or to eat breakfast at mm. or just places that I thought would give you an experience of my South Africa and how I live day to day. And I tried to do that. What what was your favorite bit? I think my favorite part was the bush going on actual safari because that is what I came to South Africa mostly to do. I absolutely loved it every single second. It lived up to all of my expectations and more. Um, But I also really enjoyed seeing Cape Town and going over there and um, driving around the wineries and up Table Mountain and then also the vibe of Johannesburg and sort of spending time with you and your friends and having my first braai. <laughs> uh, and it was just really good fun. Everything's been great. I've Honestly, I've lived every single second. What I love about this is is somehow my passion got translated because on, on day two and a half, we were standing in the middle of the bush. Um, as you do. As you do. Just standing in the bush <laughs> looking for animals and you said... What did you say? Yeah, so I, because I travel a lot, um, everybody always asks asks me, where's the best place you ever traveled? And I used to say the Komodo Dragon Islands, because it was really fancy and impressive. But actually, the real answer was uh, Lapland in Finland. It holds a special place in my heart. I really love it there. But I have to say that within just a couple of days of being in South Africa, that is now my top answer. Genuinely. I absolutely loved it. That's poor Finland. It's knocked it off the top spot. (laughs) And South Africa has taken the top spot again. (laughs) We're at the top spot. That made my heart really happy because that's the way I feel about South Africa. And I think if a lot of people could see our country through the eyes of a tourist, it'll change the way that they see our country. Mm. Um, They say the way the way you see life depends mainly on how you look at it. And and seeing it through your eyes has given me an even greater perspective mm. of how incredible our country is. Yeah. Um we we've got these different spaces where you can be in the bush one day and in the next day you can be in the heart of a crazy African city. Mm. And then the next day you can be in Cape Town which is pretty much European. You said it it reminded yeah. you of well the one <laughs> side is like LA. Yes. Um and the other side is very European, but it's all South African actually. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, favorite bit in Cape Town? Oh, the wine. <laughs> it's got to be the wine. Uh, no, it was lovely. It was. It's just so picturesque out there, and uh, everyone's so friendly in a whole in the whole of South Africa. Everyone is so friendly. I'm excited for you to take all these stories back to your followers and yeah. to your your international sort of um, following on on all your different platforms, and to tell the stories you have been doing so up to now. Yeah, for you've sure. You've been sharing it, and and it's amazing to see people because I'm watching your comments. And I'm watching how people are engaging with this this trip that you went on. Yeah. Within a day of getting back from Adikwe, um, one of your followers said, I've been thinking of going to South Africa mm-hmm. and I've just booked it Yeah, because of you. Yeah, there you go. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it's also because of what we do. Um, they know that they're watching a real person. And I think sometimes you can look at the travel magazines or you can watch um, like David Attenborough in the bush. But it, when you see an actual live person, a real person going to these places um, and loving it and exploring around and getting through it, you know, um, and everything's been great. It makes you really want to follow in their footsteps and it makes it more accessible, I think, for people. So, I mean, we're speaking about social media in the same space here because that's the space you play and you work and you live in. Yeah. You don't just post to post on social media. 
And I'm, I'm bringing this up for two reasons. One, a post you did a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. I can't even remember the timeline. You can smack me over the head after this. <laughs> I can't remember either, man. Um, but you, you posted a story, an Instagram post, uh, where you spoke about the fact that you used to be however many sizes different. Oh, yes. And you were unhappy. Yeah, it was, um, I think, <sighs> My channel, I guess, over the years has sort of become a champion for the everyday girl, I guess. There's a lot of Instagrammers, there's a lot of bloggers out there who are promoting this unattainable but very inspirational image of the best places you can go, the most beautiful sunsets, um, the most perfect bodies. And the reality is that's not the majority of us, you know. Most of the time, um, I mean, we've been to some incredible places, but most of the time we're just us and you know just you know working in my pajamas most days uh from home with my dog and i think it's really important to share that so yeah that post in particular was two photos side by side the first one was about oh goodness three years ago maybe and i was about two stone lighter in weight um and i think if you'd have put those two photos together people would have probably preferred or aspired to the thinner body but it was a realization of mine that even though I may be a little bit heavier these days, my mind is so much lighter that I don't put that much, I don't put any shame towards food or um, exercise in any way that I'm just sort of living life and loving my body for how it is at the moment. So I think that's so important for people to be reminded of, um, especially when we just get hit in the face with a lot of perfect on the internet. A lot of perfect. Yeah. So 10 years after having X Amelia X, this realization comes and and an Instagram post. I don't know if that if that's what sparked it, but it definitely sparked something in me to look at it, to look at social media differently. Yeah. We speak about it all the time that it's this fake life and it's all you know. Yeah. And and here's a real post with a real uh, real story behind it where you're telling people I am real. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not unhappy anymore. I'm, I love what you say about being lighter in your head. Yeah. And from that, you launched Bloom from the Darkness. Yeah. So. It's getting a bit itchy. Ten years uh, working with X Media X. It was actually more. So we talk about the ups and downs of my life online. My life completely fell apart two years ago. Uh, maybe a little bit longer now. Do you know what? So far in my past, I don't even think about it. Um, <laughs> it literally fell apart. But I found out my boyfriend or fiance, two day old fiance, uh, had been cheating on me. Everything just fell from under my feet, and it was awful. And it was also very, very public because obviously I share my life online. So I couldn't really hide away from that. I had to explain why the guy that I just got engaged to was no longer living in my house and I was back in my parents' spare room. Um, So I literally (laughs) documented that online. And the amount of people that came forward to me and said, I'm going through a breakup myself, um, watching you go through with it and struggle but also get through is really helping me. And it was a big, big inspiration. So I wrote about that a lot on X Media X, um, how to get through heartbreak and also the subsequent mental health issues that came from that um my spell with depression everything i was very very honest with it in order it was therapy for me i guess but it also helped a lot of other people but then i very quickly realized that x media x was too small a platform because so many other people had stories like this but not just about breakups and not just about depression there was a whole other 
area of stories to be told and X Media X wasn't big enough for that. So I created Bloom from the Darkness, which is a new website, completely new brand. And it's a safe space for contributors from all over the world to come and share their stories. So we have everything from self-love to grief to depression to anxiety uh, to health and well-being um, and it is people from all over the world sharing their story and their inspiration and we also have a little store where you can buy t-shirts and necklaces and other products in the pipeline and the profits go to Mind which is a mental health charity uh, very close to my heart uh, in the UK. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, what is when we think about Bloom from the Darkness, what is the outcome of having this new platform? Obviously, it's, it's a new chapter in your journey. Yeah. Um, but what are you hoping to achieve through it? I think it's more just giving people that platform to be able to share and for people to get what they got from my story, but on a much bigger scale. A place where people can go. There is a forum where people can come and chat to each other so they know that they're not alone. Because sometimes in life you may be a little bit scared to even talk to your friends and family. But you can you can go online, you can post something in the forum and you might find someone else who's going through exactly the same thing who can share their experiences with you. I think you're a light in this world. No. And I think uh, it was destiny that was meant to happen, me you meeting go. you. Um, coming to South Africa, and who knows, maybe maybe there's some South Africans that want to contribute their stories yeah, onto sure. onto your site as well. Of course, and they can help um, each other. We're all we're all humans at the end of the day. Exactly, doesn't matter and that's where you the live. wonderful thing about the internet, isn't it? That it doesn't matter where you live, we can all talk to each other online. All right, so we're going to put all of those links up on uh, the info underneath this so that you can you can see the sites and and you can also follow x amelia x who's also just known as amelia um and before i let you go oh, okay you're gonna get back home you're flying home you get back home yes what is your recommendation now to all those people that said south africa is so scary you can't go yeah um first of all would be go to my blog and read everything that I'm posting about it. Um, but no, you've just got to do it. 100% do it. There's varying different levels of how you can experience South Africa. You know, you could just pop over to Cape Town and just do the city side or you could just do the bush if you wanted to. But it's been the best experience ever. I've loved it. So hopefully that will shine through with all the stories that I'm going to be telling. So exciting. Thank you for being on uh, the Good Things Guide Jackpot. Thank you for coming to South Africa. Thank you for allowing me to be your tour guide. Um, I'm glad I did a good job. Best I, tour guide ever. Well, we've spoken about this on the actual tour, that I should open up a Good Things tour around yes. South Africa to give other people that experience of seeing South Africa through my South Africa, uh, through their eyes, and we can do it all together. Um, that's it. Thank you. And Amazing. only good things. Thank you. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.